are listening to the 90 Days Later podcast with Anna Charles, episode 65. Welcome to the 90 Days Later podcast, where I show you how to stop over drinking in 90 days without missing out on life. If you're not an alcoholic, but fed up with saying yes to a drink when you mean to say no, you're in the right place. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Today is quite a special episode for me personally because here I'm talking about freedom and it's actually a tactic that you can take which is freedom with decisions in advance but the reason that this topic is so special to me is that when I first decided enough was enough you know I was really going to figure this drinking thing out what I wanted was freedom And for me, what that meant was living my life irrespective of what was in my glass. That was my goal, just to be able to go about my life. And if I wanted to drink, I would drink. If I didn't want to drink, I wouldn't drink. I didn't have any fixed ideas about being sober. I didn't even necessarily call it moderation. I just wanted freedom. And how that actually showed up in my life as I think we're so often with these things as we see the problem, we see it from the perspective of the problem. And I know this resonates with many of you based on the messages I get, right? I was sick and tired of the negotiation that used to go on in my head. Do I have enough wine at home? Do I need to buy another bottle? I've got a glass there. Is my husband going to think badly of me if I open a bottle, if I insist on buying an extra couple of bottles for the next week because I'm not sure if I'm going to have the car and am I going to go shopping? In fact, when will the shops close? Um, you know, are they going to have the wine that I like or am I going to have to make do with, you know, whatever's there, some of the rough stuff. So I talk a lot about liking the Chablis, but Pinot Grigio was my sort of standby, if you like. And there are some great Pinot Grigios, but there's some pretty terrible ones too. So they would need an ice cube. Do I have ice cubes in the fridge, in the freezer rather? Or is there gin sort of as a backup, you know, just in case? Because I you know, didn't, I couldn't bear the idea of maybe running out halfway through the evening. Or then if we were going out for dinner, when, when would the waiter take the drinks order? Can I top up my glass? Or is that going to seem rude? Is there going to be enough wine for all of us at the table? I mean, endless, endless. And with all that thought energy going on in my life, it was amazing I actually achieved anything. And, you know, it was exhausting. So I decided pretty clearly that I didn't want that anymore. So that was really one of my main reasons for figuring this out. It wasn't to do with health or any of those what I think uh, maybe seem better reasons, it was just, I was just fed up of all this. And as I said, I didn't want to go sober, but I didn't want to restrict myself based on what was going to be available. I mean, it was this whole, this whole negotiation. And in the end, what happened was once I started this journey, as people often call it, I actually ended up going the whole hog. I ended up stopping drinking because really, frankly, I just couldn't be bothered with any of the mental gymnastics anymore. Now, freedom for many of my clients is to have a drink now and then, right? And only for this to be now and then and not every day or of the week or even every weekend. That's what they seek and that for them is living with freedom. So there are many different flavors of what drinking we seek and what is right for us. And, you know, I have absolutely no judgment on this. 
But I think at the macro level, what I would offer is that we all achieve freedom by deciding that whatever we choose, whatever decision we choose about drinking, that's the right one for us, right? We make that right. So we make it right. If we're going to have a couple of drinks here and there, we make it right. If it's just going to be at the weekends, we make it right. If we don't want anything at all. Because what we're doing there, this is so critical, is that from deciding ahead of time what we want, what we want our lives to look like versus deciding based on what we want in the moment. Huge difference when it comes to alcohol, right? In the moment, we can be up for cocktails and the whole nine yards. I know I certainly could, but ahead of time, that was never what I would have chosen for myself. So again, freedom was choosing my decision ahead of time and just really making that right for me. So that's why I want to talk about decisions ahead of time and how we get freedom from that. Now, from a brain science perspective, when we want to make a change to a habit, planning ahead makes a lot of sense. And it's all to do with the time frame in question, because by planning ahead, we are, by definition, not reacting in the moment. And when we are doing this ahead of time, our human brain is in charge, right? This is the piece of the brain that wants our best interests and our best interests at heart. It likes to be our own best friend. This is the piece of the brain that sets goals, decides whether we're going to stay or leave in a relation or leave a relationship. This is the part of our brain that decides for us to go for a job, to think up ideas, to imagine what's not yet happened. This is all part of being human. It's the part of the brain that can think about our thinking. And when we decide to change a habit, which is a re- just a really a repeated behavior, that's your human brain at work, right? Because it's looking ahead and it's saying there's this thing that's happening and we're going to make this change. So we're thinking about it. We're planning and we are strategizing. In fact, you listening to this podcast, that's your human brain at work. Seeking out, when you're seeking a way out of the automatic behavior of drinking, that's your human brain at work. Being able to see and imagine that your life will be better. That's your human brain at work. And even if you maybe have some wobbles, maybe you're thinking, I'm doing this, but I'm not entirely sure. Is this going to be as much fun in the future? Side note, yes, it is. And that's really an amazing thing. That it's actually more fun than you think. All right. But even despite those reservations, then you're looking into this and you're listening to this podcast. You may be reading some Quitlet. Maybe you're thinking of hiring a coach, right? You want to make this change. So all of this is coming from using your human brain. So you're already seeing the advantages of that. And the reason that all of that is connected to the idea of planning ahead. So it's not just, again, the fact that this part of the brain does the planning, this part of the brain works better with longer with longer time frames because in the moment, in the bar, faced with, would you like a glass of Chablis, Anna? Then our primitive brain is going to be right on that if we don't get ahead of it because our primitive brain reacts fast, fast, fast because the primitive brain has these quick reactions because it's all about survival. Whereas it can take, you know, our human brain a lot longer to get itself into into shape into into place in the moment our human brain is going to struggle to say no that's not a good idea it's not a good idea to drink that because of all these reasons because our primitive brain says yeah we want it all right so this is why we get ahead of the primitive brain 
by planning ahead with making decisions in advance. Now, when it comes to alcohol and planning, a lot of people tell me, well, that's so dreary. It's so boring, right? It just takes the fun out of it. And what's the point of it? You know, it's not going to help. Nah, 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 nah. But what I want to first sell you on is that actually you already buy into the idea that decisions in advance make our lives easier, right? In all parts of our lives. For our children, we decide which schools to apply for. We decide which courses it might be best for our children to go on. You know, if they're into maths, they're going to, you know, go and study maths, not French. We decide when we'll go grocery shopping. We decide how to budget so we can cover our expenses. We decide in advance where we're going to go out to dinner. We're gonna, we decide when we're going to need petrol in the car to avoid running out. We decide what time we want to get back from going out in the evening if we've got to be up early in the morning, right? So we do this all the time. We're making these decisions in advance all the time because it makes our lives easier to navigate. And one element of the program I run one-on-one when I work with people one-on-one is that we apply the same strategy to drinking. We plan ahead at what time you're going to drink, how much and when. Now, as I said, this often causes a reaction. People tell me I feel like I'm in a straitjacket. This is removing all the fun. I want to be spontaneous. I want to be free. And when we say all these things, we're kind of acting out. We're kind of acting as though this is the only part of our lives when we're going to be uh, doing all this advanced planning. And as I've just offered, that is not the case. We do this in so many parts of our lives. So we're actually taking what we do in the majority of our lives and just applying it to this one little area called drinking. And here's what I really offer. The reason that this works so well is that deciding drinks in advance really does make our lives easier. And it's no real extra effort. Think about this, right? Because you're going to decide what you want to drink anyway in the moment. When you're in the bar, someone says, hey, what do you want to drink? You have to think about it. White wine, red wine, how many? All of that jazz. Right? Even if you say, no, 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 it's really automatic. You still have to decide. You might not feel like a white. You might want to see what they've got in the way of reds. So all you're doing with planning ahead of time, making the decision ahead of time, is that you're just doing that same job, but a little earlier. Right, you're one and done for that each day. We plan for each day, we do it once. We don't have to be in the bar and think each time, okay, I've had one, am I gonna have another? And we've had a second, am I gonna have another? No, we already decided. We can enjoy our time much more in the bar, we have more time to ourselves. So that's the first way of looking at it, that you're actually not spending more time because you're just doing the same task of deciding just at a different time of day. And secondly, here's a question for you. Would you rather have your human brain in charge of this decision as to how much you're going to drink and what, when and why? Or would you rather have your primitive brain that thinks, woohoo, it's Friday, any reason, right? And your primitive brain just want, really just wants to guzzle everything in sight. And I want you to think about the impact and the, and the after effects, right, of these decisions and when you make them. Does it make your life easier to deal with some discomfort in the moment that's sticking to your plan to maybe just drink, you know, four glasses of wine or to have the discomfort the next day from having a hangover and the notion and the self-loathing that you've let yourself down again. You see, again, you've got discomfort one way or the other way. And which of those discomforts would you rather have? So that's selling you on the idea that you really do get 
some freedom from decisions in advance. And again, that you're going to make these decisions either way. You're going to have some discomfort either way. So that's sort of the how you do it. But the other angle to this is there's really a knack to choosing how you think about the decisions in advance. As I say, people say, yes, 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 yes. And it makes so much sense. But yes, but I want to feel more fun. Yes, but I want to be free to decide. And yes, but I don't want to cramp my style. And yes, but I'm a grown up. I have all these rules and so on in my life. And I just, you know, I just want to be free to do what I like when it comes to the drink. But really think about the consequences of this. And in fact, you're listening to this podcast. So you know something is, is not quite right with how you're doing it today. Like I said, by being free to decide in the moment whether you'll drink one glass or a bottle, you're effectively putting your primitive brain in charge. And I remember knowing in advance how leaving that question open would turn out. I just kind of knew, right? I knew that one glass was never enough. Maybe I wouldn't have gone for a bottle every time, but I knew that one glass was practically never enough. So if I left it up to deciding in the moment, I pretty much knew I was going to make a not so good decision for me. It certainly wasn't a decision that my human brain wanted and certainly that I wanted for myself. So what happened was that my idea of being free in the moment to decide made me actually less free in my life overall because it was another example of where I could basically regale myself for not being in control, not sticking to my guns, for not being sprightly in the morning and not at my best basically to achieve the goals I'd set for myself, right? These larger goals that I had in my life over and above are you going to have you know two glasses of white wine or is it going to be a gin and tonic tonight right and in my worst in the worst cases I'd be nursing a hangover so my day wouldn't start till much later right so I'd really be putting my life on hold the freedom to create my life was put on hold by my stamping my foot and saying I want the freedom to decide tonight what I'm going to drink in fact you know, I hate to think about it now, but it's one of the things I teach is that we, you know, we feel through our emotions. I remember once missing an event because I was so hungover. I remember missing something in the morning I'd really wanted to go to because I was just so hungover. Not my finest hour. So that's one side. So how does it look from the other way around, right? How does it look by deciding ahead of time your drinks? By doing that, you're free to focus on living your life as you want to. You're free to drive because you've chosen in advance not to drink, right? You can always drive. I just find that the coolest thing, right? If someone needs to go and rescue someone or get something or whatever, I'm always, you can always rely on me as a driver, right? It's so cool. I'm everybody's best friend at the end of a party. If you decide ahead of time how much you're going to drink, you can be spontaneous and alert because you're not doled out on, on too much drink. You've decided two is good for me. I know I like to have two and that's it, right? And it's decided. You're actually free to create more in your life rather than having a slower start to your day. Here's another question for you. How could you see planning your drinks in a way that gives you the most ability to be spontaneous in your life, that gives you the most opportunity to be flexible. It gives you the most freedom in all the things that really matter in your life. And if you're not sure, ask yourself this, how important in your life 
is white wine versus all or whatever your drink are, is a drink of choices to all the other things that you have going on and that you want to achieve how can it be that by planning your drinks ahead you're creating more space for spontaneity in your life cool huh I mean, really think about this. If you give yourself structure, you're giving yourself more structure to be spontaneous, more room in your life to be spontaneous, to do what you want to do in that moment because the drinking stuff is it's dealt with. You haven't got to think about that anymore. Right? We focus on all the things we want to be spontaneous about, only the things that matter and that you want to have in your life. And I want to talk about the importance of turning desire into a decision, right? We talk a lot about desire and we drink because we desire it. But when we start planning our drinks and start understanding, you know, just really how much of this in our life we really want to have, when we start doing this, our other decisions are going to change. Because you see, we start to back ourselves, we start to believe and we start to see what's possible. I talk a lot about belief and possibility. In fact, the last week's last week's was about uh, belief. We start to see what we can do with our desire, right? The desire right now that's tied up in wanting to be spontaneous and be able to drink. The moment we step away from that, we start to see what's possible. And I say this still to this day, the fact that I was able to change my drinking so that I am free, truly free of the ties of alcohol and that life actually is a lot more fun now. And yes, I will repeat that till the cows come home. It really, really is a lot more fun than you might think. And I have to tell you, I had some pretty, pretty great times back when I was drinking, right? The fact that that's all happened for me, I have now aimed my desire at other things, right? I've turned my desire into deciding for other things in my life. Number one among these is growing my business because as my business grows, it means I'm reaching and helping more people, helping them, giving them more freedom to go out and live their lives to the fullest extent. Right? Because desire can grow based on what you believe is possible for you. I would never, ever, ever have seen myself running my own coaching business. Right? It just wasn't on my horizon. And now I can't imagine anything but. And I'm making more and more and more and more decisions in advance. And I'm crafting this life that's actually full of fun and spontaneity. And that all started from my decision to start planning what I was going to do with the drinking to relegate it to its level of importance in my life which is you know really not at all I'm now deciding what I want to achieve months or years ahead of time right because my horizon has shifted it's not any more longer down to is there enough white wine tonight to now thinking about ever more ways to reach and help my clients and that all started with this concept of making decisions in advance and how we get freedom from that. That's what I wanted to cover this week. I really hope this resonates with you. I mean, this, as I say, is something, a subject that's very dear to my heart. If you have questions on this, if you want help to get from where you are into a place where you too have freedom, I can help. I can show you and share with you and help you create the miracle that it means to have freedom around alcohol. 
it all starts with a conversation with me where I learn about you, right? Learn about where you are and where you want to be. Everybody's a little bit different. I don't prescribe. This is what we're going to do. You tell me what you want. And then I will work out how to bridge that. So that will map out the plan for you, the exact plan. And then if you choose to work with me, we'll get you to that plan. And it's quick. It's going to be a lot quicker to get there than it is for where the amount of time it took you to get to where you are now. The years and years of practicing over drinking. You're just really good at drinking. We're going to get you really good at not drinking. How can you get hold of me? You can go to my website, 90dayslater.co and click on the big blue button to book a call or reach out to me via email anna at 90dayslater.co. That's it for this week. Have a really lovely week and start to play with the idea of how you too could get freedom around alcohol. And I'll see you next week. If you like what you're learning in the podcast and you want to take the work further and achieve total freedom around alcohol, let's talk. I help my clients stop reaching for that first glass of wine the moment 6pm rolls around and they don't miss out on life. And we do it in 90 days. The effect is permanent. Email me for more information on anna at 90dayslater.co. And if you did enjoy the show, I'd really appreciate if you'd leave a rating and review to help others find the 90 Days Later podcast.